Hey, this is Barbara Corcoran, and you're tuned in to Business Unusual. Throw away your Harvard degree and listen to me. You're going to learn a lot more. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. But first, here's something that kind of bugs me all the time. Lots of entrepreneurs think that the product or the service that they're about to offer in their business is the end all. What I want to say to everyone is you could have a good product, you could have a good service, but let me tell you, it's useless unless you can create a sense of demand. If you can create a sense of demand, even for a new product, you have a customer who comes to your door and gives you the money to buy it. So here's my advice for all these people that think it's all about the product or the service that they're about to sell. I'm here to tell you it's all about having that, but much more importantly, creating a sense of demand that your product is irresistible. Let me give you a few examples. I have a cousin who opened and ran for many years in my hometown of Edgewater, Rusty's Bar. His business, when he started out, had good food, beautiful space. He put his life savings into it, but no one was coming to his bar. Until Rusty came up with the idea of calling all of his friends and simply saying, park your cars outside my bar. That made all the difference. Within weeks, Rusty's bar was hopping. What had Rusty figured out? Of course, he had a formula of a good bar, good service. But he finally figured out it was the sense that everybody wanted it that would bring people in. And that's how Rusty built his very profitable business. When I started my business, I had one listing from my old boss that I used to answer phones for, and I was thankful for the listing. It was a one-bedroom that was priced at $340 a month. Yeah, I know, in New York in those days, way, way back, you could get a one-bedroom for $340 a month. Today, I guess that would be maybe $3,400 a month, but there I had one listing. What was I going to do with the one listing? Hopefully rent it. But I could talk about that listing every day, advertise it every day. It wasn't going to get it rented until I thought of a gimmick. The gimmick I thought of is to build a wall in the L part of that living room and call it not a one-bedroom anymore, but a one-bedroom and den. Now, what would you call in on the New York Times ad, which was the internet of its day? Would you call in on the one bedroom for 340 or the one bedroom and den for 340? It was that simple gimmick that got my phone ringing off the hook because I understood the importance of positioning. Positioning a product that everybody wants by thinking of a simple gimmick. When I needed to get attention in a very bad real estate market because we had no one calling in for our property, I developed something called the Corcoran Report. And all it was was an addition of 11 sales I had for the year divided by 11 and an average sale price. So I published that average sales price and sent it to everyone. When I say publish, it sounds fancy. What I actually did is fold it up, mail it to anyone who wrote for the New York Times that day. And what happened? Boom, I got great publicity and I stole my competitor's market share because I was quoted in every newspaper on my new statistical report. That's a gimmick. 
That's creating demand for people to come in and ask to see the listings because I'm in the news all the time, so they figure I'm someone important. Today's Corcoran Report is social media, and I can tell you in all the business I invested in Shark Tank, I never invest in an entrepreneur who's not good at social media because I understand the importance of that. You have to get noticed, and today's platform for getting noticed is in social media. I have a business named The Dough Bar. It's a delicious dough bar that everyone who works out really is into and wants to order and keep ordering more. But why are they ordering more? Not because it's the only dough bar in the United States, but because my two entrepreneurs are remarkable at social media that makes everybody want it. Another business I have is Grace and Lace. One of the principals, Melissa, models her clothes and looks like a million bucks. She makes videos for her Facebook group of the new lines as they're coming in. And what do you think Melissa has because she makes her product look so desirable because of her marketing ability? She has $40 million in sales. Yep, you heard that. $40 million in sales. Another business I've invested in is Cousins Maine Lobster, who are so successful and so consistent in how they promote in social media. They create a page for every market they open in, and they let their entrepreneurs promote like crazy in their local market, and they do so well because of it. They sell themselves as well as their lobster, and then tons of people want to come in and also buy a franchise. What fabulous promoters Do they have the best lobster rolls of anyone? Of course they do, but that's not what they're selling. They're selling the allure of making people want a lobster roll. So if you're going to use social media, you have to be authentically yourself. This is what I've discovered. People out there following you on social media don't follow you the minute they sense anything that's ingenuous. They drop out. People are smarter than you think and they know the difference. If you're yourself on social media and the customer can sense that you're authentically yourself, they will follow you. And it's in following you that you can promote like crazy your product and do better and better with what you do. And what do you get when you make people want you? You get sales, the lifeblood of all business. Sales, the most essential thing. But you can't do it today without being good at social media. And that's how you get people to beg for your product. You're listening to Business Unusual with Barbara Corcoran. And now it's time to answer your questions on Business Unusual. Hi, Barbara. My name is Chad from Hollywood, Florida. I own an online clothing brand. I would like to know how you would go about deciding how much to spend on things that could increase an item's perceived value, such as shipping bags and product tags. Okay, I hear you loud and clear, Chad. And what you're really asking is a very basic question. How much effort and money should I put into the presentation of my product? And how important is it that I do that to make sure the customers come my way? I get that. But... I have to say having a cool looking or well-branded shipping bag or the like isn't a waste of money, but just don't get confused because it's not nearly as important as getting your brand out there to new customers, selling the thing as a great product before you focus on the packaging. Until you spent enough money on making your product perfect 
and tailoring it and editing it to the customer's need. Don't spend a lot of time on your packaging. But once you get your product right, that's the time to think of packaging as an add-on, a presentation, and a bit of an extravagance. I have two partners in Pipcorn, sister and brother. They spend probably two years getting their Pipcorn product exactly right. They reinvented it a hundred times to one. And then, only then, did they design a really cool, brown, natural-looking, homegrown in Brooklyn kind of a bag, and it brought it over the top. But if in that bag they hadn't had a great product that had been perfected, people would have bought it once but not returned to buy it again. And that's the importance of the product over the bag. Another big success I invested on Shark Tank was a company by the name of Comfy, and the product was pretty simple. It was an oversized sweatshirt, but really cozy, and people really liked to wear it. But I didn't know that at the time that I invested. All those two brothers had pitching the product was two sample products. They had no idea how they were going to make it, no idea what they could sell it for to the stores or sell it online, and they had no idea if it would sell. But guess what? They shipped it out in poly bags because they hadn't the time to even make a cool-looking bag. But they've sold over $40 million of that product in less than two years. Amazing. Only now are they thinking about, hey, how about we get a really cool package? So the point is, keep your eye on the important ball first, making more sales and making your product perfect, and then handle the trimmings a little bit later. And that's all the questions we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Business Unusual is part of the iHeartRadio podcast network. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.